Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln, a screenwriting podcast hosted by me, Abraham Lincoln, 16th President of the United States. This used to be a political podcast where we covered the week's events in politics, and I would weigh in, giving my 19th century perspective on today's events. And I used to have a co-host, Timothy Robert Dunn, who would provide the modern millennial viewpoint as well. However, he's no longer a part of the podcast. He is no longer my creative partner, my co-screenwriter. He's no longer my roommate, as far as I can tell, and uh, frankly, no longer in my life. I wish Timothy Robert Dunn the best, and listeners out there who may be wondering what he's up to, your guess is as good as mine. I'm sure he has found an improv theater somewhere here in Los Angeles that he has been able to pitch some music improv shows or one-man adaptations of popular television shows, and he will be just fine, probably getting work in some customer service agency. I, I don't know. But instead of focusing on what we don't have, I'd like to pivot to what we do have, and that is all sorts of time and programming to dive into the art that is screenwriting. Writing for the big screen. Out here in Tinseltown, there's all sorts of screenwriters. You might go to an accountant, for instance, if you were worried about how you might have to divvy up funds for some big advance or some big production that you had in the works at FX with a former creative partner who's not speaking to you anymore and you wanted to make sure all your ducks were in a row and you kind of laid this whole thing out to them, talking to them. And then you went to see a financial planner and then you went to see a lawyer as well to make sure that you were protected in case your former friend is bitter enough to take legal action against you. And you might find that all three of those professionals all have BFAs in screenwriting. That's how wonderful Los Angeles is. There's just millions of people out here dedicated to the art of writing for the screen. And that is what we're talking about on 15 Minutes with Lincoln from now on. Today begins a 30-part introspective where we dive into the works of notable screenwriters throughout the canon of American film. Now, I know that might seem jingoistic to some folks. There are movies in other countries, but to be honest, I've never really seen any of them, and I only care about American movies. So today, we're beginning with an underrated screenwriter and director and producer, because that's another great thing about Los Angeles is everybody's doing multiple things. The hustle mentality is real. David Dobkin. He is going to be screenwriter number one that we begin our deep dive in. Now, you, if you're not a... Uh, I guess like a, a connoisseur of screenwriters the way I am, then you might not be familiar with him. But let me just give you some of his notable works that he has been involved with. Let's see. Okay. Fred Claus. Well, well, well. You move on fast, huh? Hello, Timothy. So you set up the other microphone because you don't really know how to set up the tech stuff because that was my thing. I just was watching for years, so I did it how you always did it, and it seems <laughs> to be working fine. You shouldn't clear yeah. your throat in the microphone, Timothy. 
Uh, I'll edit this out anyway. What What do you want? I'm just going to start talking about David Dobkin. And now that I'm looking at his page, I realize he's actually more of a director and producer. He only wrote one movie. He has Fred a bunch Claus? of story. What? Was it Fred Claus? No, he has a story credit. He, oh, he has okay. a story credit on R.I.P.D., The Judge, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. He... Well, Abe, I, uh, you know, I've been out taking meetings, taking creative meetings, um, doing uh, punch-up on scripts for other people's scripts just because I'm a hot commodity in L.A. So I've, uh, I've been busy, you know, I've been busy. And I remember I forgot some stuff here, so I thought, is this going to be awkward? I'm going to see Abe moping around working on a shitty script, probably doing a bad intro for the podcast. But, you know, I decided to come back and uh, pick up a few things, and here we are. And here you are still. So, I am still here, Timothy. Look, I I don't know what you want me to say. You made it perfectly clear that you are unhappy with the arrangement and that you think you should be out there working with Robert Zemeckis so I invite you to go pursue that opportunity, and I'm going to start over yeah, this podcast right? yeah. because, and I have, and we've been, yeah, no, we, yeah, that that's been uh, really fruitful. But um, you know, uh, I just want to get all my ducks in a row before I move on. So you, so, so you have been meeting with him then? Yep. So you guys have like probably a lot of um, irons in the fire already. Okay, well, it's not—it's not about me and my irons in the fire. I—I'm here for a little bit of closure, you know. I'm—I'm I'm just picking up a few things, and I got some some things to say to you. And listen, this one might surprise you. Okay, well, Timothy, yeah, go for it. I'm gonna have to. I still think. Listen, I still think the script is great. Do I think I could work with you again on it? Come back and work with you on Metalhead? I don't know, man. That's a big ask. That's a big ask on my end. <laughs> no one's asking. <laughs> it's it's not a big ask. It's not an ask. Could I do it? Sure. Oh, as a writer, yes, of course. You can come back, save your version of the script that it's in now with my writing skills. Of course I could. Do I want to take this offer you've thrown out at me to come come back? I don't know. I don't know if that's in the cards for me, baby. Okay. Well, there would need to be terms. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there would be. I have to start this episode over because honestly, Dobkin is the director of the changeup. I really wanted to talk about the writer and the writer of the changeup, oh. John Lucas. He actually has a lot of interesting credits to talk about: The Hangover, mm-hmm. Bad Moms, Office Christmas Party, Ghost of Girlfriends Past. For Christmases, it's like... Okay, yeah, that's... Okay, hey, when you think of, like, a more equitable arrangement uh, as screenwriting partners between the two of you, between the two of us, what does that look like in your mind? A more equitable arrangement? Yeah, like if... Like, what, what would bring me back, you know? Like, what are you willing to give up? I think... Because to... I'm only coming back if I if there's something in it for me. Well, Timothy, the partnership had kind of soured. I felt like I was 
involved with the day-to-day and the creativity and the management, and you were just making a costume of the character that we had agreed to cut from the screenplay that you had kept inserting into the screenplay because you felt like you needed to be a star because you were telling off all the people you went to middle school with, the high school with, the college with, that you were going to be out here <laughs> in a movie. I mean, if you, say, if you say high school, you don't need to say middle school. There weren't like a lot of people in middle school that I... Well, no, there were. There, there were a couple people now that I think about it that went to St. Charles, um, and then I went to St. Anthony, and I did send them um, some late-night Facebook messages saying, like, fuck you, I'm going to be a star. So I guess you're right there. And it just kind of felt like from that moment on, Timothy, it became difficult to work with you because you weren't open to the idea that the Sentinel might not fit in as a major... Co-lead, which he was. Well, Timothy... I I don't know what to tell you. Look, Abe, of course I want to keep working with you. Look, even with everything we went through, you know, I still want to throw you a bone. I still want to put my name on this thing, help you out, you know. You're still new in this city. Um, I've got my my connections, my contacts, and this could be really big for you if I was involved in this movie. I I wish you well with your connections, your contacts. Of course I'm doing well. Look at me. Of course I'm doing well. Yeah, you're not wearing the Sentinel costume anymore. Just I'm not. Just the body armor part. Right. No. I do you remember a couple episodes ago when um <clears throat> I told you that um you know it's how tough it is to wear Kevlar body armor as a white man in public nowadays? You did. Yes, I Yeah, I recall. So, um I was at the airport um, to go on a private flight with Robert Zemeckis, not to fly home to uh, Minnesota because my parents were like, please just come home. We haven't heard from you much in a while. This is all like a stupid fantasy of yours. Like, please just come home and let us take care of you. It wasn't that. It was the Zemeckis thing. And so I got to the airport and, you know, I, I went up to security in the body armor and people started looking at me and like um, someone said like, Please, God, please, no, I have a family. And I was like, that's great. I have a career. I'm glad you're focusing on that. But, like, I'm focusing on career stuff. I don't know why you're telling me this. And someone was like, please don't do this. Please not me. I, I voted for Trump. And I said, I voted for Biden. I don't, like, that's your business. I don't know why you felt the need to bring politics into this. Someone thrust $200 and said, take it, just take it. And I said, thank you. Um, I'm normally do this around man's Chinese theater, but if you want to take a photo. Anyways, there's a lot of confusion. People thought I was some sort of um, extremist, uh, and the security took the costume away, and I um, I no longer have it. So I, I, I might be able to get it back. There's like, um, you know, I, I filed an official complaint, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm without my costume, so. Okay, well, I wish you well, Timothy, with the whole pursuits one million dollars are you you're saying you want one million dollars i'm saying to come back whatever we had on our contract i get i get that back as well and then one million dollars on top of that then i'll come back to the project that's not the kind of money we're going to be seeing for this timothy we're just screenwriters on a, a movie that's screaming on streaming on fx the payoff will be down the line as we get points in the franchise. 800K and what you just said, the points thing. Timothy, Lixen, I don't know where you're coming from with this, but I spoke with the... Did you say Lixen? 
No, I said Timothy. <laughs> you said no. You said Lixen. <laughs> Some screenwriter you are. Okay, I said listen. I think this is Lixen. All right, Timothy. I spoke with a financial planner, an accountant, and a lawyer today. I am not entitled. I don't. I'm not. I'm not compelled to share any of the of the money with you for the streaming movie. Nor am I supposed to share any of this sixty thousand we just got as the other part of our payment. Wait, sorry, what was that? The sixty thousand that we received today. I don't. I haven't checked my phone. I'm not. I'm not. um, Was that supposed to go to me too? What? What? What are you talking about, Timothy? We each got sixty thousand today. Yes. This feels so good. I'm looking at it now in the Chase app. Oh, my God. That's your portion, and you do not have any claim over mine, oh. nor do you have claim over this imaginary $800,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, maybe I maybe I was a little over the top there. I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm sorry that I... Um, I'm sorry that I reacted that way. Maybe, how about, what about $200,000? We won't even see that on the rest of the project. I'm sorry, I'm just looking at the money again. I, Abe, I've had nothing for like a couple weeks now, and it's been, it's been rough, man. It just feels so good to have this money again. It just feels so fucking good. And like, I called Ro- cards on the table. I called Robert Zemeckis. He said, "Who is this?" And I said, "I'm the guy you were talking about in that podcast." And then he started talking about what was it, Beowulf? Yeah. I didn't. I did, it wasn't. It's not a reference that I can just get. I, you know, go with off the top of my head. I haven't read it since like college, I think. So I tried to talk about like sorry I just cleared my throat again on the mic and I just talked about like epic storytelling I just kept saying epic storytelling and I just feel like I didn't convince him and it's not gonna it's not gonna happen he doesn't want to make a movie with me and I've been staying at the Brazzers house and everyone there is like pretty nice but I, to stay there I have to like be the guy in the scenes where it's like don't get your like the top half of your body stuck in this dryer or like. Hey, what are you kids doing back there in the car? There's a long road trip. Don't wrestle or anything like that. So I'm having to do a lot of those scenes. And by the way, you don't get to pick what type of scenes you're in over there. So I don't approve of that. I'm just saying that's what I was in. So... Um, don't wrestle. Yeah, don't wrestle. I just like yell, don't wrestle. But then you also have to like fidget in the mirror to make sure it's clear you don't see what's happening back there. And I just the sixty thousand dollars. It just means a lot, and it's it's the culmination of our hard work. And, you know, our not just mine, yours, because I know that you put a lot of work into the script when I was walking around in the Sentinel costume, and 
even though you said you're you're sorry, you did say you're sorry, right, about the Robert Zemeckis thing. You know, Timothy, I have had some time to think between now and the last episode, and I do wish I would have handled that better. I wish I could have just talked to you the whole time and told you like, "Hey, Timothy, you're losing touch. You're losing grip." Let's steer this more toward an apology, though. You have no basis of reality anymore. Every time I see you, you're messaging people from your past or you're eating powders from GNC trying to bulk up or working on this costume for this character. Uh-huh. And it's just... And you feel bad, too. doesn't seem like you're the person I once do. You're not my friend, and I don't know if I can trust you because you're so unreliable. You would disappear for... Almost an entire day at a time at the Men's Chinese Theater. But? Just searching for some validation that I don't think you could ever get. And I should have talked to you about those things rather than just speak for you to Robert Zemeckis and try to protect. for that, and for that, you are sorry. You know what, Timothy? Yes, I am sorry because yeah, it's, we both screwed up. It's not my place to tell you what you are capable of handling or not capable of handling. You have to kind of make those decisions on your own, and I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have protected you because I, I see that did more damage. But I was just worried about you, Timothy. I get that. And I forgive you, and thanks for admitting you screwed up and you were wrong. Also, I just really don't think Zemeckis understood what I was pitching, and he just kept talking about Beowulf and the Sentinel, yeah. and he, he just... Like maybe he just latched onto one thing from the script, and... Yeah, it was just really frustrating. It just kind of felt like when we gave our script to like the person working at the car wash or the social worker, like they just don't yeah. know anything about our screenplay. Yeah. Well, but I'm sorry, Timothy, because above all, of all the things, the fame, the fortune, the listeners, the subscribers, the commenters, Mm -hmm. your friendship is something I value the most. I value your friendship too, bud. And I'm excited to see this journey to the end with you. Let's take over this town. Oh, buddy. Let's, we're going to, and I know people throw this saying around a lot, but we're going to make it. We're going to make it. And yeah, I was wrong to message all those people from uh, middle school and high school and college and uh, jobs that I had in Chicago and jobs that I had at regional theaters of directors and actors who were like, who didn't cast me in things I wanted. Um, And it was wrong for me to like send them those messages late at night, but but we are going to prove them wrong. <laughs> Me and you, bud. Okay. That's not the focus, though. I know that's not like the focus. It's to make a good movie. So, Okay. Hey, I don't think you need to download the Facebook Messenger app. I think I see, you know, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't put that back on your phone. Well, what if someone just wants to reach out to me, though? It's nice to just have it on your phone. Okay. Okay, no, I'll, del- I'll delete it. I'll delete it. Okay. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm in it, and I'm committed, and I'm back to 
writing the script with you. Well, you're downloading the Facebook messaging app. I can see you. You're doing that right now, Timothy. Yes. Uh, yes, I am. Because wh- what if, uh, you know why? To apologize to those people that I sent those messages to. You know what? That's why. I'm done. I'm done controlling, trying to control. You're, okay. you're your own person. It clearly backfired when I did it before. Here's, here's what you and I need to focus on and we got to wrap this up because i do have one last scene i have to do over at browsers but um you're not going to get stuck in another dryer are you well no my my character doesn't get stuck in the dryer if anything i'm like the guy who owns the hostel and the lady gets stuck in the dryer and i walk by and i'm like what that's weird and then the like really the guy the real guy comes in and that you know the scene starts and they usually just tell me like you can take off Anyway, um, excited to keep working on this script, and and I mean, buddy, we're almost to this this table read. We can do this. We can, Timothy, and we will. Because you know why? We're boys again. We're boys again. Yeah. Um. Well, folks, um, I'll do the outro. <laughs> uh, if you uh, have any questions for us about uh, contract negotiations, how to carry them out in Hollywood, or um. How to, like, good extra acting in erotic films. Uh, email us at 15 minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. That's numerical 15 minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. And as always, uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, Abe, any last thoughts? We're boys again. We're boys again. You know what? You would actually like this scene because I'm a casting director. And I'm like, you don't got a kid. And then um, I, I kick her out of my office, but my male secretary is, like, jacked as fuck, you know? Um, do you want to come over and watch? You know what? Maybe um, maybe after I... Uh, I'll edit this one, and then uh, maybe I'll come over. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, folks, we'll see you next time on 15 Minutes with Lincoln.